Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Impact Church podcast brought to you by the one and only Pastor Carl and Pastor Cheryl Thomas. Yeah, it was good fun preaching with my dear wife today. I always enjoy our banter back and forth, but I am loving this not series. A lot of good things in here. Today we're talking about I cannot sin. I cannot sin. It's in the Bible, really is. But listen, you are not under condemnation, and we want to expose you to the wonderful love of Jesus. So come on, let's get right into this word. This side too. It's but my hey, better we're, side. We're in the middle of our not series. Our not series. Not series. So, uh, and now, why do we use not? What are we doing there? It's like negative it's theology. Negative what? theology, trying to clarify what the gospel is not, but what the gospel is. Yeah, bring yeah. clarity to the gospel. And that's really, really important because, you know, Paul said all, all that's important. He said, all I want to do, the only thing I have settled on is this, is that I want to preach the gospel, the death the burial, the resurrection of Christ. And he says that's yeah. all that's really important. So we want to make sure you know what the gospel is and what it's not. What it's not. So we want to make sure. And, and last week was so great. If you didn't hear it, didn't listen to it, you got to go back and do it because Pastor Zach made it very clear that we are not guilty. The verdict has already been established. Boom, not guilty. And you know, you've got an advocate, Jesus, and Jesus is there to advocate for you. And whenever you feel guilty, you just need to look to Jesus, yeah. and he is your advocate. Mm -hmm. That's like, he is your lawyer. He's your legal representative in the realm of the spirit. And you That's look at Jesus, and boom, right there. You don't have He's to. He's my defender. Right on. You don't have to kind of quiver, uh, not guilty. You can boldly say, not guilty. Mm -hmm. And when you say that, well, I mean, what do you got to say for yourself? I plead the blood of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus mm -hmm. speaks for you. Amen. And the blood of Jesus says not guilty. So Amen. that was really, really good, yeah. right? I loved that. I loved how I love how systematic Zach is. Yeah, it's he, good stuff. Um, he, he proposes the questions that sure. are natural in his line of thinking that you would actually go, well, what about that? Yeah, right. And he so answers it. So I love the systematic doing those approach. Rhetorical questions. Yeah. You just heard that, and you might ask this. And so he asks those questions yeah. for you and answers them. And, you know, go to small group. It's great didactic. When you get in a small group, you can, you can interact with the sermon and you can uh, talk about it. You can ask questions. Yeah. What do you mean by that? And Zach will small answer group. all your questions. He will. All of them. <laughs> all of them. So we're still in the not series. And yeah. today we're going to talk about this. I can not sin. I can not sin. It's in the Bible, true mm. story, and we need to understand that. So, uh, That's a John crazy 3, scripture. John 3, 17 to 18 says, For God did not send his Son did into not. the world to condemn the world. He did not, but that the world through him might be saved. Mm -hmm. He who believes in him is not condemned. Believe in him. Believe that he came to save you. Believe that he came to absolutely deliver yeah. you. And if you believe that, you are not condemned. But he who does not believe is condemned already. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're waiting to be condemned. There's a day when you will be condemned. You see, it's already when, happening. It's already happening. Yeah. Like when Adam fell, condemnation Nation already entered, entered the earth. And yeah. so there's condemnation the because of what Adam did. Everybody is a partaker of Adam's sin. So racially, we are completely linked to Adam, mm -hmm. but redemptively, we are completely related to Christ. So it says, is condemned already because he has not believed. So mm -hmm. when you do not believe, you are now, not someday. Living in condemnation. Right now. Yeah. That's what you're yeah. feeling. You're feeling yeah. that shame, that, that separation, guilt. that brokenness. I love how God. the scripture says he did not come to the world, come to condemn the world. Did not. And the, it's the cosmos. It's everything. The good, cosmos. the bad, and the ugly. Yes. 
And so God, Jesus came not to just to save a few righteous people, but he came to save the good, the bad, and the ugly. Absolutely. He came so. to set right everything that happened through the sin of Adam. Yes. That breach, that brokenness, Jesus mm-hmm. mended it and absolutely healed it. Uh, John, John 1, he talks about, he says, the law was given through Moses. Go ahead, say Moses. Moses. Like the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth, or grace in absolute reality, truthfully, forensically truth, grace. It was grace that came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time, but only the begotten of the Father who is in the bosom of the Father. Listen to this. He has declared him. So you've got the word of God, but what is the word of God? Jesus Jesus has declared the Father. He has proclaimed the Father. Jesus is God. God. I love that. So any other revelation you get out of the word that is not uh, filtered through Jesus, yeah. And if your filter out. of God is through the law that Moses brought, you've got a wrong filter. Wrong filter. Because grace and truth came by Jesus, and right Jesus on. is fully grace and truth, and fully reveals the heart and and the character of God. Yes. Yeah. It, it says in uh, in Hebrews uh, one three there it talks about God tried to communicate. Yeah. In former times, He tried to speak through prophets and teachers, but He says, "But now, I am clearly speaking." Mm-hmm. All the other stuff, bit muddy, a bit messy. Yeah. Suspect. Not but a clear picture. Now I have clearly spoken through my, my son. son and so the son is the absolute representation. And it says that in Colossians as well, that yeah. Jesus is the absolute clarity. So listen to me. I got a question for you. Are you going to partner with Moses or are you going to partner with Jesus That's when good. you confront sin? Yeah. Who are you going to partner with when you confront <laughs> I'll sin? Take are you going to partner with day. Moses? Are you going to say, Moses, you come and plead my case for me? Or are you going to say, Jesus, you come and plead my case for me? A lot of people have mixture. They're trying to deal with both. But you can't have both. Yeah. It is Jesus. you'll never you be free. Jesus. Never. Never. You'll, you'll, you know, I, I have Jesus. I feel good today. I have a bad day. And, you know, I allow the law to condemn me. Yeah, the law condemns. Because that's what it says. The yeah. law brings condemnation. condemnation. It literally says the power of sin is the law. law. And see, the law is there to desperately say you need Jesus. But here's the beautiful thing. Jesus has come. And all you have to do is receive him. It's good, good stuff. So are you going to partner with Moses? You're going to partner with Jesus. I'm going to partner with Jesus. attempts to cancel people. But we're here to reconcile people. Jesus came to reconcile. Jesus came to restore things. And we've been given that same ministry of reconciliation. Religion looks to disqualify people. They're always studying your faults and your errors and the things that are wrong with you. But you see, we're here to qualify people. I we've love that. Yeah. I love that Jesus has qualified he me. Did. And that he has his intention towards me has to made me qualified for him. Isn't that good? I was thinking about, you know, um, one time when Dylan came home with a bad test. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, on purpose, it looked like the teacher's oh, aim yeah. and intention was to disqualify my son's ability. Yeah. There were 20 questions on it and big red X's on 17 questions. I just went, wow, this is not a feel, failure of a child. This, this is, is a, a failure of a mm-hmm. teacher. Who, pr- who wanted to prove and yeah. disqualify my son. I said, did you, did you teach this product before you tested it? Because this is an absolute indictment that you can't teach. Mm -hmm. Because you know what I did? I redid the whole test, taught my son about it, and he did it after I taught him. He got 17 right. Yeah. So I said, the problem here is, and then you putting big red X's on here, 
I mean, what are you trying to do? Damage yeah. children or train it's terrible. them? Anyways. But I, Jesus is wow. not like that. I mean, he you comes, just brought back all that I know, emotion. <laughs> but he comes to qualify me. His, his goal isn't to disprove me. Yeah. His goal is to approve me. Approve. You are so, approved. And you know what? His love is unconditional. Conditional. You don't have to check a bunch of boxes True. to get his approval. Get all the, you know, Boom. little red check marks. That's right. That's right. Boom. So Romans 5, 18 and 19 from the message. Here it is in a Here nutshell. Here it is in a nutshell. In a nutshell. <laughs> Just as one person did it wrong and got us all in trouble with sin and death, another person did it <laughs> right. Just stop and there. And he got us It's out like of a it. family when someone, like one of the kids does something wrong and they're all in trouble. They're all in trouble. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to digress well, there. I've had that. I can remember my dad, all three of us, you know, kneeling at the bed. My dad said, who did it? Nobody saying anything. But, I mean, I knew I didn't do it. I was, but here I was. I, mean, I was like, would one of you guys fess up? But my dad's like, well, you're all going to get the strap then. And I was like, dude, I didn't do anything. But yeah. we all got the strap. And I don't even remember who it was who did it, even still today. But yeah. one guy did it wrong, and we, and we all, all got, got punished. Yeah. Did you have that happen? Uh that no, really I was. I had a good conscience, so I always <laughs> fessed up when it was me. You always fessed up. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, anyway. So that's just digressed. There. Here it is in a nutshell. One person did it wrong. We all got in trouble. Another person did it right, and it got us all out of it. Isn't but that more great? than that, getting us out of trouble, he got us into, into life. life. One man said no to God and put many people in the wrong, but one man said yes to God and put many people in the right. There's yeah. two types of people in the world, in Adam and in Christ. If yeah. you're still in Adam, believe the good news. Come on over to the light side. Come on over to the goodness of God. Because don't stay in Adam. You have been set free by the wonderful work of Christ in your behalf. And the gospel is good news. Come on home. Come yeah. on home. I love this in Colossians. It says, uh, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified, qualified you us. to share in the inheritance. Isn't that For good? he not only rescued us from the dominion of darkness, but he brought us into the kingdom of his son. He didn't just rescue us. He brought us yeah. into the kingdom. Could you imagine rescuing someone and then leaving them in the same mess? He, he not only rescues, but he places us in and something that's profitable yeah. and will make us flourish. And I'm not in the kingdom because of my behavior. Yeah. I'm in the kingdom because, because of, of legal right and inheritance. I mean, he brought me in. I didn't bring myself in, and I can't take myself out. Jesus says I'm qualified. I'm in. Done. Finished Amen. story. Amen. Romans 6, 14. For sin shall not. This series is called Not. not. And sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not. not. Under, under the, the law, law but, but under, under grace. grace. You see why the knots are really important? I know. It's like your reticular activating system. Bang, you're going to start seeing All I see is not. All you see is knots. Romans 6, 17 and 18. But thanks be to God that you, having been once slaves to sin, have become obedient from the heart to the form of teaching that you entrusted. See, there's a teaching. There was a revelation of Paul. And the revelation of Paul was the gospel of grace. Mm -hmm. That's his teaching, his systematic teaching on the gospel of grace. You heard that. You believed it. You entrusted yourself to it. And you were slaves to sin. But because you believed it, you have been set free from sin. And you become slaves to righteousness. And Think I love there's a huge difference there. There's like there's... You were a slave to sin. You had no choice. No choice. But when you're a slave to God, it says obedient from the heart. And so your heart has become a listening vehicle. Yeah. And so there's this choice to become a servant of God, to become yeah. a slave. Yeah. And so I love that the obedience is from the heart. And it's not something that's been put upon no. me and something that I have to do. But it's from a heart that's right. been forgiven. But back here, I couldn't stop sinning. Here, I can't stop yeah. being righteous. Yeah. 
You know, I was, I was stuck in a life here of sin. Here I was stuck to stuck. be slaved. I yeah. didn't ask for yeah. it, was born into it. But here I'm I am free. free. And I, of my own heart and my own volition, yeah. I am a servant of God. And isn't it good? But yeah. like, I wake up and I want to do good stuff. I see things and I want to respond to it right. <laughs> I want to I manifest the life of God. And that, that didn't come from me. It comes from True. the nature, the new creation, the reality mm -hmm. that I'm walking in. So yeah. good stuff. First John 2, 1 to 2. It says, my little children, these things I write to you. And I say this to you so that you may not sin. I'm writing this because I want you to understand you're free from sin. Yeah. And I want to empower you that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, now listen, sin is destructive. Mm -hmm. Any sin is destructive. Thank God we've been delivered from sin. But he says, look, if you as a child of God happen to fall into sin, but I don't know about you, but sometimes that still happens to me. I still, wow, I can't believe it. I actively sin. Me, a slave to righteousness, you know, chose to do something stupid. But it says, listen, if anyone sins, we have an advocate. As we said before, Jesus is our advocate. Mm -hmm. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation. He is the mercy seat. He is the place where we are bound and reconciled to God. And that's never, ever going to change. Yeah. He is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but for the whole world. Whole world. I think sometimes we get the word sin confused. We do. You know, I think there's um, sin as a condition. I'm, I, I was born into slavery. I was born, I'm a prisoner of sin. Yeah. But then there's sin, like there's just stupid things that you do. But it doesn't change my nature. No. I am still a child of God. I'm fully qualified. And so I, I think as Christians, we often get that messed up. We do. And I no longer have a sin condition. Right. You know, I yeah. don't have a sin relationship with my father. A lot of people think we have a behavior problem and that we came to Jesus, but now we have to fix our behavior. But you see, we never, ever had a behavior problem. We had a birth problem. Mm -hmm. We were born as objects of, of wrath, yeah. objects of sin. We were born sinners. But you see, now here's the thing. What Jesus did, he came so that you could be born again. Yeah. And that's what Nicodemus was going. What do you mean about this born again thing? See, Adam, because of Adam, we were all born separated from God in our spirits. But because of Jesus, we've all been reconciled to God in the spirit. Yeah. And you see, he died for that separation. He died for that, for the sins of the whole world, Amen. the whole cosmos. It's done. Everything necessary for anybody in this globe to be reconciled and the whole to God. Globe, the whole cosmos. I know. The whole cosmos. I mean, every single... You know, ion, Adam, ion, Adam, every single little quark. It's I mean, every single little refounded. tiny, even unseeable things. It's been recreated, and the glory of God is rippling through it all. It's so good. So he Amen. himself is the propitiation for us. So if you sin, your nature didn't change. You didn't separate yourself from God. You just successfully acted outside of who you are as a child of God. True. But you know what? When that happens, you can turn to Jesus. My and advocate, the devil my lawyer. Say, You're not a child of God. Turn to your advocate, Jesus. You'll say, Yes, he you're is. In. You're a child of God. Yeah. Let's talk about what you're going through, but you didn't cease to be a child yeah. of God. But I will help you. I will help you with that journey to renew your mind Amen. and get Come yourself on. free from the nonsense you're struggling with. But you didn't stop being a child of God. And that's when you need to exercise faith. Faith comes in when you fall on your head. Faith comes in when you say, Wow, that didn't look like a child of God, but I really am still a child of that's God. Right. And then you look to Jesus, and Jesus says, You're absolutely right. Amen. Come Not. On. Guilty. Guilty. Boom. I really, was just really sorry, pa stuff. Pastor Carl Megan Kreitzer was on and just said, this is so good. Oh, Megan's good morning, awesome. Megan. 
When you act outside of the nature of God, you're not behaving like your regenerated self. That's when your faith has to be activated. I am a child of God. And Jesus, as your advocate, totally backs you up. I love that. He doesn't go, hey, not so fast. That was pretty evil. I'm not sure. No, he, as your advocate, says, you are exactly right. Mm -hmm. You are a child of God. Mm -hmm. He is our advocate. The devil, Satan, it means a law keeper, a lawyer. And he'll always accuse you. But Jesus says, I have made you righteous. And he stands in your place. And he says, free, free indeed. Just stands up for me in the court of the devil. In the court of... Of God, I mean, remember with Jesus the, always saying, He's always yeah. at, He's always um, at the right hand, yes, interceding, interceding, for us, advocating for me you every single in, day. Uh, uh, was it Zechariah where Joshua the high priest yes. was brought for the Zechariah three dirty garments and all that, and it says mm-hmm. Satan there was accusing him, mm-hmm. but they came over and said, "Put new garments on yeah. him. He's new clean. Rain, new Boom. turban. Everything. Yeah. Bam. God it's does good not. Stuff. Here it is right here. Listen, I cannot sin. Whoever has been born of God does not sin. For his seed, the divine seed of God remains in him. He cannot sin because he has been born, born of, of God. God. So if I say I'm a sinner, then the, then the um, sacrifice of Christ was ineffective. Ineffective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're, if you're saying, oh, oh, gee. My DNA is Christ, and my DNA is in perfect union with Christ. Yeah, like, why can you not sin? You cannot sin, for his the seed, seed remains. remains in you. Like, yeah. like, you've been born again of God, the divine seed of God. You've been recreated, and that's never, ever going to change. You might still successfully sin, but that'll never change the nature of who you are. Amen. Come and on. God's never going to walk away from you. I will not, I will not ever forsake you. I will never leave you. Because if you Even, say the opposite, you're challenging yeah, the you're veracity challenging of the, the word of God. Yeah. Even when you're not faithful, says the Lord, I remain faithful. Yeah. I mean, he's never, ever going to quit on you. Amen. Even if you blow it big, big time, he's never going to walk out of your life. I am and personally again, so amen. grateful for that. Amen. I am so grateful. His seed. His seed, his nature. I mean, see, it's against your nature to sin, but because his nature is there when you do, that's why you go, oh, that wasn't good. But you see, that yeah. turns you to Jesus. That points you to the author and finisher of your faith. And that advocate, Jesus, says, high five. You're still a child of God. But let's talk about that because it's I remember living as a, non- as a non-believer and doing something bad and having no advocate, nowhere to turn. Isn't that awful? Except feeling guilty and condemned in myself. Yeah. But now that I'm a child of God and have his nature, when something happens, I can immediately go to God and just say, wow, help me, Father. Yeah, help me out here. But help I had no advocate, no place to go before. But and now lot, I have a place to go. And a lot of people, instead of going to the Father with your dirty laundry, you keep running somewhere else. You keep on thinking, I'll fix this up, and I'll, God, I'll make it right with us. You can't make it right with he God. He made it right with You're us. You're already right with God, but you do fall on your head, and he's going to work on it. He's going to fix it up. He's going to bring out what he put in you. He's going to bring out your nature. You just got to get your mind renewed about that because we've been taught a lot of religious nonsense that keeps us trapped in this realm of, I'm in, I'm out. I'm in, I'm out. <laughs> it's just weird, weird stuff. Yeah. Two basic views of that verse. You ready? Number one is habitual. Some verses translated as saying you cannot habitually sin because they're like, well, everybody sins, so it must not be talking about sin. They must be talking about habitual sin. A lot of translations do it. They, they look at the verse, and then they put their own thoughts into it, which is wrong. Yeah. It doesn't say habitual sin. It says sin. 
sin. So the problem with sin is okay. It's habitual sin that's bad. That's what they're saying. They're saying, well, you sin once in a while. That's not the bad thing. But when you sin on purpose and habitually, well, that's bad. Willful sin, yeah. So so a child of God can't habitually sin, right? That's not what it says. Yet some people, I don't know why, find comfort in that. Let me tell you this once more. I don't find comfort in that. Sin is destructive. Even a little bit. It doesn't take a whole lot of sin to separate us from God. You won't be separated from God as a child of God. But before Adam, it wasn't a whole pile of sin that caused the fall. Yeah. It's not, it's not like he didn't habitually keep eating the fruit. It was just <laughs> one act. I mean, boom. Like sin, 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 not habitually <laughs> sinning. Sin is destructive. Let me say it again. Sin, sin is destructive. It really is. It destroyed like, the whole cosmos, all of God's yeah, creation. Really I mean, everybody after Adam was, was broken, spiritually dead because of what Adam did. So I believe, number two, it's absolutely Absolutely sin is bad, but I believe absolutely you're also free from sin absolutely. It's still never okay to sin. Don't do it. Sin is destructive. So then how do we interpret that, Pastor? Well, Warren Wiersbe said, the provision of our salvation originated in the love of God. And since we have experienced the love of the Father, we have no desire to live in sin. Yeah, that's interesting. Very good. That's interesting. Because I do believe that it comes out of, it's because his divine seed yeah. is in us. That we cannot sin. The love of God has been Boom. shed abroad in my heart. Boom. So now here's, here's Bob Wilkin wrote a book, Do Born Again People Sin? I'm not so sure about this one. He could have hardly meant that Christ sins not at all, and those who abide in him sin, but not a lot. <laughs> so I thought that was good, though, because, you know, it can't mean that, you know, we sin only a little bit, not habitually. That's where the habitual thing, that's rubbish. But it says John points as clearly to this, that sin is never an expression of abiding in Christ. When we abide, we do not sin at all. When we abide, we do not sin at all. We got a light that's acting up. We had, uh, you know, one of our stage hands was trying to get it working there. It was kind of interesting. There. <laughs> I'm, I'm not so sure about that one. Let's move on to this. A.E. Brooke, he said this, the fact that he has been begotten of God excludes the possibility of committing sin as an expression of his, committing sin. Of his true character. Though actually sin may, we may sin and do occur so far as he fails from weakness to realize his true character. I actually like that. Yeah. That's pretty good. It, that, it's all about um, recognizing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it says in Peter. Reckon says, yourself. Or, yeah. Dead to sin and alive, alive to, God. to God. It's about a reckoning it's that a takes reckoning. place. You gotta, it's a mind thing. You've got to reckon it so. you got to count it. Then Peter says, if you're continuing to sin, have you forgotten? Yeah. I'm like, Did that you you've forget? been cleansed from you, your former life. Yeah, so, so and Paul often points to remember, remember, remember. And, and failure in your life is when you forget you've been set free. Yeah. And you start operating out of the wrong side of your brain. Now, Helen Willenda, this was Carl Willenda, was a tightrope walker. He, he lived on the tightrope. What I do is I walk on tightropes. And you see, he fell. One day the wind blew and he fell and he fell to his death. And his wife, they talked to his wife after he died. And she said all he thought about for three straight months prior to was falling. Prior to his fall, suddenly, instead of walking on the wire, he started thinking about falling from the wire. She said that's all he thought about for, for three months. It was the first time he ever thought about falling. All was before he thought about nothing but walking on the tightrope. Yeah. See, a guy fell because all he could think about was falling. And sadly, religion keeps on saying, don't fall, don't fall. Hey, careful, don't fall. We better remind people not to fall. We better tell people that this is, this is about not falling. Mm -hmm. You know, this whole walk with Jesus, it's about not falling. 
You know, if you keep on doing that, you're focusing on falling. Jesus says, focus on me, yeah. the author and finisher of your faith. Don't focus on failure. Focus on the finished work of the cross. Don't focus on do, do, do. Focus on it is done. Yeah. It is done. What you focus on, that's done. what you become. That is it. I remember we were, when I was getting my motorcycle license, and the guy said, whatever you're focusing on or whatever you're looking at, that's where the bike will automatically turn right to. And so it's the same thing with us. We've got to focus on the goodness of God and the finished work and the fact that sure. he has qualified us yeah. into the inheritance. Yeah, sin is to miss the mark. And mm -hmm. you know what? If you're, if you're using a bow and arrow or anything, a target of any sort, I mean, if you're not aiming properly, you're going to miss it. And if you're missing the mark, it's because you're aiming at the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. you got to get your focus Actually, on Hermatia Jesus. Actually, is missing the mark and more moral obliquity. Yeah. And so you're opaque and you're looking, which means you're looking to serve God but with blinders on. It's true. You can't do you it. Understand that. Can't his a target nature, with blindness on? His nature is in you. His nature is in you. Zach just talked about this at communion. In chapter 10 of Hebrews, is beautiful. For the worshipers, once purified, would have no more consciousness of sin. I mean, all the other times, you had to keep on doing sacrifice every year over and over and over and over again because the consciousness of sin could not be delivered from you. And sadly, religion today continues to preach sin consciousness. Be conscious of your sin. Be conscious of your sin. Be conscious of your sin. Be careful, be careful, be careful. See, that, that hinders people. Mm -hmm. And the old covenant was all about law. And when you teach the law, it's the power of sin. You're empowering yeah. sin in people's lives. But it says You're Jesus empowering came, a sin nature and a sin mindset free. to live inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. Focus on the right stuff. Freedom comes from your focus on the finished work and not from trying not to fail. And Don't not trying not to not fail. Not trying not to fail. Yeah. <laughs> it's a double negative. A couple of negatives. John chapter 8. Are you ready? Man, you got to turn to this passage. You got to This is be a here, great passage. Right? We're and wrapping it up. Why did you choose this passage, Pastor Carl? Because it's awesome. Yeah. I did. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I mean, I love, I love this passage. You know, you think about it. You go like, wow, I would love to finally see Jesus interact with somebody caught in an awful sin. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you like to see how Jesus deals with somebody caught in sin? Yeah. Think about how you might deal with somebody caught in an awful sin. But you know, we can actually see right here in this passage, Jesus encountering someone caught in the very act of an awful sin. How does Jesus deal with this? Yeah. Jesus, who is the absolute clear manifestation of the Father, he is revealing how God himself is going to deal with an encounter with a grievous sin. Are you ready? I'm it's ready. Happening right tell now. us, ready? Pastor Carl. I'm going to tell you. All right. So he, here he is. He's been teaching in the temple. Jesus has been holding a, a conference every day in the temple, and he, he left the day before, and he comes back. It says early in the morning he came to the temp, temple courts again. So he came back. He's in the middle of a massive, wonderful conference on the good news of God, and all the people, people came. Gathered. How many people came? All the people all were the gathered people, around so we're him. We're talking about one big, huge crowd coming to hear Jesus. Jesus teach again. They all came to him and he sat down and he began to teach them. So Jesus is in the middle of teaching at this conference. And all of a sudden, in the middle of him teaching, rudely I might add, all of a sudden these other preachers show up and they come in and they bring a woman who was almost nude and they place him in front of everybody. In front of everybody. It's like they came into the church right at the altar in front of the preachers. Hold on, excuse me preacher, excuse me, excuse me. We've got a question for you, and we've got an object lesson. All the same. And they bring in this woman who's got next to nothing on, caught in the very act of Who, adultery. 
Who does that? Who's Who? motivated to humiliate, Creepy dehumanize a person? I want to point out your sin. You're evil. You're evil. That is, that's dehumanizing. Evil. It is dehumanizing. So the experts of the law and the Pharisees, they brought a woman who had been caught committing adultery, and they made her stand in front of them. They made her. I mean, how demoralizing. They yeah. made her stand in front of Jesus and this whole crowd of people who were gathered for the conference. And the most irritating thing is that there's no man present, so... Leviticus 20, verse like, 10. honestly. The man who commits adultery with another man's wife, he who commits adultery with his neighbor's wife, the adulterer and the adulteress shall be surely put to death. My I love question, this selective sinning, yeah, this selective be, um, punishment and judgment. If I were there to say, excuse me, where's the guy? Yeah. Like, where, where's the dude? Come on. You know, they had such an awful... You want to be law keepers and keep the whole law. It was one of those guys who tricked the woman, and then they said, oop, caught you. Yeah. I don't know, but a horrible story. I mean, horrible stuff. This poor woman, I mean, she comes. She's brought into this whole thing before everybody, fully shamed in front of everybody, and it's an awful, awful thing. And said to Jesus, I said, teacher, this woman was caught in the very act. So this isn't hearsay. This isn't as we heard yesterday that this happened. I mean, they... They, they had to have been spying on her. Oh, anyway, the, the whole act, thing is... In the very act of adultery and the law of Moses. Remember, who are you going to go forward with? Who are you going to who Moses are you gonna work or Jesus? with? You, who's going to be your advocate? Moses or Jesus? Who is it? Well, Jesus. here's Moses. These guys represent Moses. The law of Moses commanded us to stone to death such a woman. So they come in, rock in hand, ready to have a rock concert, and, and horrible stuff going to go on here. You know what I mean? So what then do you say? What do you say? So they're trying to catch Jesus. You know, you, you're coming, you're teaching, you're in the temple. I mean, this, this is the temple built by the law Religion of hates freedom. Oh, religion hates freedom. It's terrible. So he says, what then do you say? Now when they're asking this in an attempt to trap him so that they might bring charges against him, Jesus bent down and he started to write on the ground with his finger. It's interesting. The finger of God is what wrote the Ten Commandments. But we're here we have God writing in the dust. I don't know what he's writing in the dust. I don't know if he's writing freedom. I don't know if he's writing... Uh, you know, Fred and, and Susie Joe and uh, Fred's right there, and he's drawing a line between Fred and uh, why aren't you and Susie Joe here? I, I, don't, I don't know what he was writing. I'd have to speculate. But Jesus bent down, and he wrote on the ground with his finger. And when they persisted, he, I mean, he's They're ignoring persistent. He's not answering anything. They persisted. What do you say about this? And he just carries on, ignores him. Hey, what do you say about this? And they persisted. Who, and here's what it is. He stood, he stood straight up. up. He stood straight up, and he replied, Whoever is among you that is guiltless may the first one to throw a stone at her. So he didn't say you're wrong. He didn't say that the law you're applying here was wrong. He just said, okay, well, I want whoever is guiltless to be the first one to throw a stone. Then he bent back down over again and started to draw on the ground. Now, when they heard this, they began to drift away one at a time, starting with the older ones, starting with the older ones. Interesting, verse 9, then those that heard, it says, and this is what it is in the original, they were convicted in their conscience. Because quite honestly, folks, whoever you are pointing the little scrawny finger and saying, center, 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 we got to tell people center, center, center. Yeah, four pointing back wow. again. Wow, 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 wow. That's what mom used you to know? say. It, it's, yeah, that's <laughs> mom. Mom used to say, if, when you point the finger, you got... You got four pointing back at well, you. Well, you got three. Well, three, and then me, I got four because I have a funny thumb. But anyway... <laughs> went out one by one, beginning with the oldest. Interesting, the word oldest there is presbyteros, which means elders, bishops, leaders. So the older ones, literally we interpret it in Timothy and other places that these are the pastors. 
They are the leaders of local churches. They are the leaders of congregations. Of synagogues so these pastors then. who came to confront Jesus' ministry, these pastors, here's how they wanted to help their flock. Stoner! Call her out. Expose her. Shame her in front of everybody. How does that welcome anybody to God? Oh, man, I tell you, that's That's why the stuff. message of condemnation and sin pointing has no power in our world today. No, condemnation has power, but it has power to keep people in bondage, shame, yeah. fear. Condemnation, but it has no power to bring people to Christ. No, it keeps people away from Christ. Yeah. And we misrepresent Jesus. How does Jesus deal with horrible, terrible, grievous acts of sin? How does he do that? Glad you asked that question. Until Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Now, the New Living Translation, you have to understand, it was, it was in the midst, which means until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the women, which means all those pastors left. They all left. All the pastors still preaching the law, they left the room. And when they were all gone and the whole crowd who came for the conference were still there, they're looking on, how is Jesus going to deal with this? Yeah. When these guys were gone and it was just Jesus and the woman in front of them, Jesus stood straight up and he said to the woman, where are they? Did no one condemn you? Where are they? Where are they? Did no one condemn you? Oh. I just can't imagine the, what's going through the woman's mind at this time. I mean, time. she's coming expecting, I'm going to die broken, today. Yeah. I am broken, not, not just am I going to be afraid. shamed in front of my community, yeah. but I am going to die. Yeah. And you know, the law says that she has to die. Yeah. And there was no way for her to be redeemed in that situation. Which means she had to have been a Jewish woman. Yes. What, what, what transpired in a Jewish woman's life to force her to a life of adultery? I don't know. But you see, nobody cares about the person. We just care. You, you're bad yeah. stoner. Yeah, it's awful. You're bad. We never so, want to know the backstory. I know. Don't you? But here's what she said. She, when he said, who is there? Where are your accusers? Does anyone accuse you? Does anyone condemn, condemn you? you? There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. Mm -hmm. She said, does anyone condemn you? And she said, no one, Lord. No one Lord. She didn't just say no one. She said no one, Lord. Lord. And that's the word kurios, kurios, which is the same word as the only other person who received that was Caesar is Lord. Mm -hmm. Caesar is kurios. So she said, you are Lord. She mm -hmm. made an amazing confession. And she probably said it in Aramaic. And in Aramaic, it would have been translated, no one, Yahweh. Wow. Yeah. No one, Yahweh. Mm -hmm. She made a bold confession right there that you are God. Mm -hmm. You are Lord. She was willing right there to say, no one, Lord. I am in the face of, of Yahweh. God. And in front of Yahweh, no one, mm -hmm. Lord. But this is beautiful. And Jesus said to her, I do not condemn you either. Go. And from now on, do not sin anymore. I do not condemn you. Jesus didn't say, what do you got to say for yourself? <laughs> do you feel bad about what just happened? Don't you feel dirty? Don't you feel like a total failure? I mean, how'd you get yourself in that mess? Yeah. You know, you need to, you know, do this act, that act, 25 dances on a pin. I mean, five Hail Marys, three Our Fathers. Wow. I mean, Jesus just said, I don't condemn you. Go mm -hmm. and sin no more. Better translated, the Passion Translation says this, then I, and it literally, this, this is in the phrase, I, I certainly, certainly do, do not, not condemn, condemn you, you either. either. Go and from now on, be free from the life of sin. Yeah. So it's free. a declaration for her. It is. Like he isn't just saying don't sin. He says, he's saying you're free. Be yeah. free from sin. She just said you are Yahweh. And here's what Yahweh responded. I certainly do not condemn you either. 
I certainly, I am certainly not going to condemn you. Go and be free from a life of sin. Mm -hmm. Like, why did you come? Jesus came not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. saved. Mm -hmm. And we keep on thinking our ministry is condemnation. Our ministry is reconciliation. Our our, our message is Jesus set you free. Free. Not he will set you free, but he has set you Mm -hmm. free. He really has. I love that there's this acknowledgement of lordship in Yahweh, and there was no formula. She didn't say the sinner's prayer. No. There's, like, the story doesn't tell us that if she even asked for God's forgiveness, yeah. but she received it she immediately. She received it. She received forgiveness. You know, there's people who say, God can't look at sin. Well, he looked at her. He looked at somebody. If God a, can't look at sin, then she, what was Jesus at, doing on earth? What was he doing on earth? He was walking around with his eyes closed. Yeah. I mean, had, <laughs> hitting lots of trees. He had a lot of bumps on his heads and knees. But no, he didn't. He looked at a woman caught in the very act. He looked at her. And his gaze on her gave her confidence to say, no one, Lord. No one, Lord. Yahweh. Mm-hmm. And what I do people certainly. See? I mean, are, are, we, are we preaching a gospel uh, with Moses? Are we preaching a gospel with Jesus? Good. I mean, what are we preaching? What are we, what are we using to apply redemption to ourselves and apply redemption to the world? And wow. you know what? Do not sin. But the power to not sin comes from an encounter with Jesus that breaks all those entrapments off your life. It breaks you free of condemnation and shame. And sin is horrible. Don't get me wrong. It's wrong and it is deformative. But What gets you free from sin isn't try harder next time not to. That doesn't get you free. What gets you free is the revelation of Jesus saying, I absolutely, totally accept you. I love you. I qualify you. I bring you into the kingdom. I obliterate your sin. I love you, and I'll never stop loving you. And I left everything to come and express that to y'all. He became identified with us intentionally. He took sin, all of it. In himself so that we could be free. There are consequences for bad decisions, but there's no condemnation or judgment from your Savior. That is so liberating. That can make me cry. But you I might, won't. You might be sitting there right now thinking, I actually am in the consequences right now. I, and, and sometimes when you're there in the consequences, it's hard for you to look up and say, God, are you for me? Yeah. God, are you there? And I tell you right now, no matter what you think about what you've been through or where you've been or what you've done or, or, or what you've been habitually committing or failing to overcome, I want you to look to Jesus right now. Mm-hmm. And I want you to listen. He doesn't condemn you. Mm-hmm. He loves you. He's mm-hmm. not writing records of wrong. He's not, he's not saying, oh, there's a good reason why I should stop hanging out with you. Mm-hmm. He will never, ever relax his grip on you. Amen. And I want you to know right now, you can receive that same word from Christ, mm-hmm. neither do I condemn you. Amen. Come on. You know, you might be experiencing the consequences of your failure and figure what's going on. I did that. I was in a broken situation in my life, a total mess. And I was, I was living in the circumstances of things I had done. I, had, I now had to get lawyers, and, and I had court fees, and I lost relationships. I lost my license. I lost my job. I was living in the consequences of a poorly lived life. But it was a reality that Jesus loved me that turned it around. I looked in, in lamentations, and it said, but his mercies are new every morning. Great Praise is his God. faithfulness. And he said, I do not treat you as your sins deserve. And I was like, and wow, that's old covenant. 
How much was, more than new? That was such a beautiful thing. And I went to Lamentations because I felt sad. I was lamenting. He wanted to dep- but I found make himself gospel. depressed. I found the gospel in Lamentations. It's I found God. Jesus in Lamentations Amen. saying, I will not forsake you. I love you. I want to redeem you. And you know what? My whole world turned around. And within a year, everybody, not a person could recognize what happened to that guy a year ago. I was transformed by the love of God. And the absolute acceptance of God. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter where you've been or what you're going through, you could feel like, you know, shame and condemnation. And I can barely lift my head out of this mess. People must think I'm such a loser and an idiot. No one condemns you. No one. Don't even worry about it. I have it. no there right is. to. No right to. You know, the King of glory, Yahweh, the Lord Almighty, he says, I do not condemn you. He wants to embrace you. He wants you to bring him to Right now, he wants to just That's give good you a news. big divine hug. And he wants to say, listen, mm-hmm. I am here to set you free from that life of sin. That's anyone, such good news. Anyone who has his seed in them. Cannot sin. Cannot sin. Amen. And it's the, the seed of the unconditional love of God. Because what God placed in you, God is love. And you got a massive seed of God's love placed in you, and that is working in your life every day. You are a child of God. That will never change. You're a child of God, and you can not, not sin. Sin does not register in your relationship with God. He'll have conversations with you. He'll say, let's work that out, but he will never condemn you. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans 5.8 says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us that while we were still yes, sinners... sinners. Like, he didn't wait till we cleaned up our act and said, oh, okay, you can be on Team Jesus. Now, Jesus picked you, even though you didn't even know how to he play the He picked the, the whole world. He did. He did pick the whole world. The I whole love them all. world. Jesus votes yes for everybody. Can I come in, Jesus? Yes. What about me over here? Yes, you too. What yeah. about me? I'm a total loser. You're on the team. In fact, you're on the first line. I mean, man. He's Paul, a, good, a murderer. Good God. Paul, a murderer. Was, he says, I was Bad unnaturally sinner. born. You know, whoever you are, you're there right now, and you're, you're, you're saying, but, but what about me? Yes, you. He loves you. He, he wants to bring you out of that circumstance and situation. He wants to heal you and reconcile you to himself. Mm-hmm. And we know it's powerful because we see the lengths that God went to to deal with our broken situation. So while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us, the righteous for the unrighteous, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Why don't you pray with me? You ready? Yeah. Come on. Listen, you're there and you feel that. I want you, I want you to have that broken off you. I want you to have the same confidence that that woman did. Really, truly did. She looked up at Jesus and said, no one, Lord. Who condemns you? No one, Lord. And she said that in the face of in Jesus. In the face of Jesus with a whole bunch Something of witnesses. Something transactional had to happen and between her and Jesus And she's just been caught in a terrible act. She's barely Honestly. clothed. And she's looking at Jesus saying, no one, Lord. Just one wow. look from him. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, the power to break and shatter every yoke right now. Yeah. I mean, we sing the songs. You know, the name of Jesus shatters every yoke. It does shatter every yoke. And in the name of Jesus, I shatter the shame, every yoke, all condemnation. I break it in the name of Jesus. And I command the peace of God, the love of God, the joy of God to rush yeah. into every circumstance and situation. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. And yeah. I command freedom to come into your life. Look boldly at the face of Jesus without shame. Just Say look no at one him. condemns Say, me. Say no one condemns me, Lord. No one. He says, I certainly do not. I certainly do not. You are a child of God. Be free from a life of sin. Be free. Yeah. If you've never accepted that before, please do it. 
Please accept Jesus. Just look right in his face look, and say, no one condemns me. That's right. Just, just all your nonsense. While you were yet a sinner, he died for you. Bring the rubbish. Bring it right into his presence. Yeah. And hear him say, I certainly don't condemn you. Be free from your life of sin. He loves you. He's nuts about you. Just say, ah, Jesus, I receive you right now as my Lord and Savior. I am forgiven. I am healed. And I am free. Amen. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Wow. We're going to jump more into the Not series again next week because we want to make it really clear what the gospel is and what it is not. not. Because we want people to really understand how wonderful this great journey, how wonderful his story is of redemption with us. So love you bunches. Anything else to share with these dear folks, honey? No, go have a really blessed week. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. Live in the goodness of God. Live in the goodness of God. Share it. Share the goodness of God everywhere you go. Don't don't point out people's faults. Point to a Savior who's Amen. totally delivered them. Well, Amen. we love you. Impact Church, we love you, deeply love you. We're hoping to start doing outdoor services really soon and, and do some great things and see us all gather and do things together. And so uh, we're praying for you. We're absolutely nuts about you. And uh, we can't wait to see this. But, you know, we, we can minister right now. You can minister right now. We Go might not be able to do services like we'd like to, but we can still share Jesus in so many ways. So make sure everybody you hang with knows how much Jesus yeah. loves them. Right. If you're a guest and you just want to talk to the family, you can go to the All Access yeah. button. You can join us in the Zoom lobby. We also have people ready and prepared to yeah. pray for you if you have any needs. So. Yeah, go to the VIP Pass, the red button on our website. If you need prayer today, you got people ready to pray for you. Amen. So, again, one more time, I want you to know this. Cheryl, we really, really love these folks. We really love them. We really, really do. Hey, bless you guys. Have an awesome, awesome day.